What's going on, everybody? Welcome to COTM episode nine, Temptation. Um, today we're going to be talking about many different forms of temptation. Maybe not many different forms, but um, definitely some some resounding ones we think our generation might be dealing with. Some that we ourselves are dealing with. Um, and how to overcome and try to strengthen through those temptations. Obviously, we're not perfect. Um, we can't just, uh, with our flesh, just battle these temptations time after time after time after time after time. Most times we're just going to fail every time. Um, but, uh, you know, just saying how we rely on God's grace, on his strength and on his might um, to kind of get us through these types of moments or these types of trials that last longer than just moments. So um, we hope that this episode can give you strength and courage to fight your temptations and to go back to episode eight and make a change in your habits and your lifestyle and level up and improve um, in God's good name. So without further ado, uh, welcome to episode nine. right into it just because you know you guys yep. always look at yep. me anyways so. yep go ahead handle it dear heavenly father thank you for today thank you uh for allowing us to just get together once again to talk about you um lord i ask that you give us the words to uh speak to those people that we don't even know who are listening right now i ask that you um speak through us to those things that they're struggling with um personally that they haven't even told anybody about that they're just dealing with on their own strength, Lord. And I just ask, Father, that you um, let them know that they don't have to deal with those things, Father, that that's what you sent your son to die for, to give them strength in, in times where they don't have it, Lord. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Amen. Sorry, one second. ready to fire off um are either one of you going to be talking about um sex because mm-hmm. i didn't i didn't have that included at all so i just want to make sure if we're not if none of us are talking about it then that can direct how i'm gonna say what i'm gonna say wait did you say yeah johnny no okay no all right no. <clears throat> um you know obviously when we think about temptation uh, naturally our mind is going to gravitate, uh, just as humans, just as flesh, you know, we're naturally just going to gravitate, um, more probably towards like sexual misconduct and some of the more just obvious quote unquote temptations. Um, and, uh, obviously it just goes far beyond that. And that's obviously something that, you know, when you go into your word, it's something that you need to, um, be able to overcome anyways. But I think, most people understand that temptation, whether or not they choose to fight it, whether or not they, you know, choose to prey on it or even want to overcome that temptation. They know about it. They know why they feel that way. They know what they need to do. It's more of a question on if you're going to do it or not. Um, so I'm going to leave that one to you guys, the listeners on your own, but I think, uh, we're probably going to talk about other temptations um, that aren't so obvious that you honestly probably go through at least 20, 30, 50 times a day um, in their own different light, in their own different magnitude. Um, 
that affects you personally in your own way on what you're going through in your own life. Um, you know, so <clears throat> that can be, you know, for me personally, um, I was just going through this job process recently and, um, everything that just kept happening, I don't want to say it was miraculous, but it was definitely beyond, uh, beyond my means. It was, um, the flow and how everything happened. I don't want to say it was beyond my means because it was the means that God gave me, um, to be able to execute on the opportunity that I was given. Um, but on the same token, even though he was giving me deliverance through everything that I was doing, I still was tempted to question. Um, and I still wasn't sure and I doubted and, you know, it just, it was just insane. If I could just explain to you guys the way it all happened and unfolded, you would think, why the hell would he question anything? He's got this in the bag. It's obvious that it's his. Um, but you know, in the period of time where I was waiting for a response for a job offer, I was still doubting him, even though everything went so well, even though I killed both of my interviews. Um, even though the guy told me that I was the guy for the job and it was more just a matter of time, even then, um, I still questioned. And I think that goes to say, you know, there's many different circumstances and times in our lives where we go through different things and whether they're good or bad, um, we still question, uh, God's intentions and we still question is the victory on the other side? Am I blessed abundantly. Um, do I deserve these things? Cause the obvious answer is no, we don't deserve any of it. Um, so that to answer that question, that's a no, you don't deserve it. Um, you know, but we just question and we doubt, um, no matter how good things can go sometimes, um, even in the back of our head and, uh, with smoke eaters, for example, you know, the whole purpose of that, um, was because for me, uh, I feel like I need to equip myself with more scripture um, so that I can really fight the circumstances that I face on the day to day basis, um, you know, so that when I was in that moment of questioning that I can rebuke my own thought with God's word and overcome that moment instantaneously. And so that's how that moment kind of came out. And um, I think that's something that everybody needs to do. Um, continue to equip yourself um, with the armor of God, the word of God, so that we can really start to work our way through these moments and actually make the breakthrough that we've been trying to make for a long time in our own individual lives. So uh, first temptation is uh, temptation to question, temptation to doubt. Um, and that's definitely something we need to to work out of ourselves. So I feel that. Definitely. Um. I guess my temptation um, really ties into yours, Rudy. The verse that I chose was um, James 1. And it really jumps around throughout this whole scripture. But the, the scripture is uh, it's titled Faith and Endurance. Um, I think... You hit it on the head when you said, you know, there's many other temptations that we deal with on a day to day basis. And one of those is faith going throughout the day. You know, kind of uh, the reason why you doubt it um, is not that you're not strong in your faith. But at the same time, there's going to be times where you just 
second guess yourself, you know, is this really what I have um, in store for me? Is this really what God is going to do in my life? You know, I, I feel it in my chest. I feel it in my gut. I, I feel it, but I can't see it. You know what I'm saying? Um, and I think that's when God calls us to be at our highest and, um, and just trusting in what he's going to do. Um, where is it? The verse starts off and says, uh, when troubles of any kind come your way, consider it an opportunity for great joy. For you know that the, that when your faith is tested, your endurance has a chance to grow. So let it grow, for when your endurance is fully developed, you will be perfected and complete, needing nothing. And another, another verse is lacking, you will be lacking nothing. Um, just goes back to what you had said, that you had killed it, you knocked it out of the park. Um, you, were already, you were already ready um, to receive what God had for you, but you were going through and, and you were doubting. Um, and when we had that conversation about uh, all the other things that you were trying to figure out that you may do if you didn't get the job and that this, that, and the other, uh, I think we kind of reeled that back in and solidified your foundation of faith that you weren't going to be double-minded and um, trying to figure out what you were going to do from there, but you were going to stay fast and, and really endure and figure out... Um, how you were going to trust in God more, and which obviously led to smoke eaters. I know I'm kind of being repetitive here, but I really want to nail that home, that endurance in the situations that you're going through in life um, is going to be the most important things uh, that you do. Um, patience is, is a virtue when you're following Christ. Um, patience is something that's going to get you through those tough times with the, like I prayed, you know, um, whoever's listening, then struggling with something that you feel you can't tell anybody, or you feel that you know this just sounds this just sounds dumb. Like I don't I don't know why I feel this way, but this is what I need to do in my life. And um, patience in what God is going to do. He is the author and finisher of our faith. So don't worry about um, going forward and uh, shoot. A worry is a temptation because um, it's easy to worry. It's easy to think about all the things that could go wrong. Um, usually if it's easy, um, nine times out of 10, it's, I, I would say it's not from God because the, the easy way out is, is the comfortable way. Um, and following God isn't comfortable. God calls you to, to step out of the boat of comfortability and, and walk on water in the midst of the storm. Um, that's being, being uncomfortable is going to strengthen your faith to a point where you absolutely lack nothing. And that's that's a goal. That's definitely a goal. That's that's a goal that I strive for every day, to, to walk out of the house every day and know that I lack nothing and no matter what I need, um, whether it's um, healing, whether it's uh, financial breakthrough. Uh, I'll probably be talking about that in, in the next season about uh, financial breakthrough, how I thought I was going to. No, I didn't think I was going to. Um, drown financially, but I, I I literally started to see figuratively situations in my life where um, I was walking on water in a way that most people, if I would have told them my situation financially, they thought I, I should be drowning. And 
like I was telling Johnny before we started this uh, this episode, that that thing that I was praying for finally came through, and um, it, it's just awesome to see how what God will do for you if you um, you trust and believe. <clears throat> and, and we didn't even have to wait like long periods of time, you know, like that's what I think about. Like I was in that moment of questioning and I was only waiting like a week and a half, two weeks, um, even with pretty decent communication from the guy that was doing the interviewing, you know, he was responding the day after I would email him every single time. So it's not like it was really this long drawn out process. But then when I sit back and think about it, uh, we were kind of talking about it last time, um, on the phone with Johnny and, um, we were talking about praying and preparation and how we can be tempted to essentially kind of just let him do it all or ask him to do it all um, because we realize that is beyond our means. Um, But we don't realize that he gives us the strength to literally do it ourselves. It is beyond our means, um, but it's because he provides an extra two cents that is able to push you along the way. Um, So I guess on one token is that we're fortunate we didn't have to wait that long. But then when I actually look back and I think about the whole process that went into me getting that job, all the way back from me struggling at Best Buy, Mm -hmm. to me going to working security, um, to me working two years at Verizon and really honing my skill set. Right. And so I actually didn't know that I was asking for this all along. Um, I just knew I needed a way because baseball wasn't working itself out. Um, I didn't know what that was going to be. I just know that I've always been good at sales. So I've tried to kind of stick with what I've naturally been good at, but it's been five, six, seven years, even though I've really only been praying for a resolution for, right, you know, like maybe a year or two. And then I only really desperately prayed and wanted this job for like two weeks. Uh, three weeks, actually, maybe a month tops. Mm-hmm. Um, but there was a much longer preparation that went into the moment. It wasn't just a two-week trial of patience. It was a seven-year trial of patience because I went through a lot of financial adversity. I went through a lot of realizing how undisciplined I was. And there was a lot of trouble and difficulty that came along with that. Yeah. You know, now I'm a good kid. I don't do all kinds of crazy drugs. I'm not gangbanging. I'm not out in the streets, blah, blah, blah. You name it. But um, there's still a big period of time of preparation um, that went into God's blessing. You know, I didn't just pray and say, all right, God, it's all on you. Um, you got to go interview for me and you got to do the job application for me. And, you know, like it's all on you and it it doesn't, it doesn't work like that. We need him. Yes. Um, but we still are the vessel that's going to carry out, um, what he has. So, uh, tempted to pray and let him take over it all when we're the ones that are doing the doing, if that makes sense. Um, so pray yes. And ask for his help. Yes. Um, but don't be tempted to just try to let him do it all because you do know that it's difficult. Um, he put that in your way for a reason. Um, so pray, but also prepare, uh, for the blessings and keep working towards those blessings. Cause it's not going to just, you pray. And then in a year, it's just going to fall on your lap after you've been sitting on the couch playing video games. Mm-hmm. Like it's not going to work like that. Um, you said he puts it in your way for a reason. Um, something I wrote down, uh, not too long ago, maybe a couple months ago, uh, 
God gives you the power to not. I can't find it right now. I'm just saying. God gives you the power to not run around the devil, but He gives you the power to run through the devil. It's um, you actually have everything that you need to get through those struggles, and it's not something that you just need to shy away from and say, you know what, I'm I, I'm not capable enough to doing this. Yes, it's very true, and you need God's help, like Rudy just said. But it's it's something that. He wants you to actually face up and and know that you can get through this. It, it doesn't seem like it. It doesn't look like it. It looks like you are absolutely on the short end of the stick. I know it does. I know it sucks, but... Um, on the latter side of that, before I bring Johnny in right now, on the latter side of that, um, the other temptation, instead of giving it all... like. Obviously, yes, we're called to give it all. I don't want to get stuck on the specific words I'm saying. Um, but like on the other side of trying to let him do 100% of the work, on the other side, we get tempted to do 100% of the work and take it into our own hands, into our own means. Um, the conversation that Jamal was re referring to earlier um, was when I was doubting the victory that God had literally put right in front of me. Um, and I was doubting that and starting to question, okay, well, if this doesn't work out, then what am I going to do? What process am I going to take? What job am I going to apply to? Who am I going to hit up? Because I need to get out of my job. Like, what am I going to do if he doesn't get me out of this? Like, yeah. you know, and in that moment I decided, well, God's timing is taking a little too long. Um, God's answer is taking a little too long and I'm feeling a little insecure and I'm doubting everything that he's given me. So let me take things into my own hands and see what I can do. Um, you know, that was, that was that moment that I had. And I think uh, we get tempted to take everything into our own hands, even though we're not capable of doing that, yeah. just because we're not willing to wait um, or we're not willing to, yeah, not willing to wait, not willing to prepare, uh, not willing to work. Um, it's not going to be easy and we're not going to succeed at everything. But if you view your failures as a blessing, well, actually when that failure turns into a success, you'll realize how much of a blessing it really was. Um, so there's really no losses in this game. Um, it's just a more matter if you learn from your lessons or not. Uh, if you read the chapter or if you skip the chapter, that's really, you know, there's no losses. It's just a matter of what you can get out of it. And there's a lot to get out of it if you just are willing to um, to open your eyes to it. And just, I don't know why this thought just came to me, but we were sitting and talking to uh, Pastor Chase last week, and he was just telling me how, you know, like, oh man, like I look around and I see God in the trees, you know, I see God in, the, in my house, I see God like in the air, you know, right, things like that. And I was thinking, because uh, Lauren's grandma was recently telling me like, oh, you know, I've never, I've never heard God's voice. I've never taught, you know, God has never responded to me in that type of way. Mm -hmm. And I started to realize on those moments where I felt like I was getting a really quick response that it's because I was just realizing that God was everywhere around us, in and through us, around us, on top of us, below us, like yeah. literally in everything that you do, everything around you. You know, look at your circumstances. Look how long it took you to get there. Look at how perfect everything suits, you know, your interests and your needs and your desires and your comfort, you know. Um, he is everywhere around us. So for those that feel like he might not be talking to you, 
you might just not be listening um, or you might not be looking um, at the details around you. There's so much going on around you that is so perfectly suited to what you need. Um, and that's him talking to you. He provided that circumstance for you. It might not be a voice saying, hey, go do this, walk this way. Right. But he provided an avenue for you to walk in. So to feel the way that it's, feel it's, the, it. it's the exact same yeah. thing. Um, I just want to I just want to throw that in on a note that he is talking to you all the time, all the time, um, whether you're listening or not. And that was something that I learned after, what, two, three years of reading uh, self-help books and trying to be philosophical and learn as a human. And I was underlining and writing notes that God was telling me to do. And I didn't know until now, until two years later that he was talking to me before I was listening. So it's not like I came and I started praying and now God's talking to me. It doesn't, it's not like that. He's talking to you right now, even through us, if you will, he is talking to you at this very moment. You just have to realize that, um, it might not be a lot, you know, sometimes he's a man, of few words, but sometimes he's going to hit you with more words than you're ready for. So um, there is the balance, but um, the balance of taking it into your own hands and giving it all up to him, um, which we're, we're going to give all our worries up to him, but we don't give all the work up to him. That's the, that's the difference. Um, but just understanding that you do need him, um, but that he does need you to carry out the blessing as well. If you were to think about it like you are his vessel, then think about it in a, not a human way. Think about it like you're his car, you're Jesus's car, and you have to get him from point A to point B so that he can carry out his work. You are literally his vessel, so you have to change the oil, you got to fill the gas up, you got to change all the liquids, you have to clean the car, um, you know what I'm saying, and, uh, and get him from point A to point B um, until your mileage runs out and he needs a new vessel. So, um, Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. <clears throat> What's up, Johnny? What's your temptation, man? Um, um, man, I was so locked in what you guys were saying. I honestly, <laughs> I feel you, I feel you, I feel you. Um, when it comes to what both of you guys were saying, I think we as humans, all of us, have the temptation to steer away from God's course timing purpose we um you know like you said Rudy you had the reassurance of those things you know God was lining up things to let you know this job is yours just continue putting your faith in me and working towards those but you had that fleshly desire and thoughts of you know if this is taking too long let me try to put things in my own hands right and I think that we are really tempted with those thoughts and you know that's that's just the enemy putting those thoughts in there that you know you can do you can do it yourself you don't need god you know um take matters into your own hands i think when we trust those thoughts it can be a little bit dangerous for us because we can lose the blessings god has for us maybe not lose them but maybe put them off you know yeah um, and i think that's a problem for a lot of us, it's probably a problem for me, too, for sure. You know, sometimes I want to put things in my own hands when God is like, just trust me and trust the path and, you know, trust the process. 
when I think about temptation now compared to how, how I used to look at it. Yeah. Jesus gave a great example of how to overcome it, right? You know, Jesus, Jesus was on the earth. Right. Walking just like we do. And the fact that he can overcome all that temptation when he was in the wilderness gives me so much confidence and belief to, that I can overcome temptation. It's a decision. You know, it's it's a choice that you have to make. You either stand by what the word says and who your God is, or you don't. You know, it's as simple as that. And it may not seem so simple, but it's really simple. It's a, it starts with a decision. Are you going to succumb to the temptation or are you not? That's that's how I see it. And I think that's with every single situation in our lives, especially when it comes to the blessings we are going after, you know, the dreams, the the our destinies. We have the temptation of running away, mm-hmm. things going, you know, the best. When we get hit off track, um, when we step into something and we feel like we're not ready yet, we have that temptation of let me go back to my comfortability. But like you said, Jamal, God does God is not a God of making us feel comfortable all the time, I don't think. Not at all. I honestly feel like he his best work is done in our troubles and in our uncomfort. When we when we decide to step out of that comfort zone, we decide to step into a next dimension in our lives. I think it was with you guys in our text message where I said, I don't understand how people think, you know, uh using Christianity uh, or Christians use Christianity as a crutch you know, it is very hard to follow uh, Jesus uh, I think Pastor Mike from Cathedral was talking about it a while ago and he was just kind of explaining the first things that start to happen um, when you accept God you know obviously one you know Satan gets mad as hell but <laughs> two the trials are just starting um, if we go back and we look into uh, when Pastor Chase, he was talking about last week, well, when when Jesus had first begun his ministry, when John the Baptist baptized him, the very, 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 very first thing that happened to your Lord and Savior, the very first thing that happened to him after he got baptized was to walk into the wilderness and to be tempted by Satan. For how long? 40 days and 40 nights. 40 days and 40 nights. Imagine if you got baptized and you were tested with the most rigorous trials for a month and 10 days uh, straight. I'm going to let you tell that. I'm going to let you tell that. But yeah. The, uh, I just want to note that 40 days and 40 nights, obviously he wasn't tempted throughout that whole time. Yeah. But the devil is going to wait for you to be hungry. He's going to mm-hmm. wait for you to be thirsty. He's going to wait for you to be tired till you're at your weakest moments physically and mentally mm-hmm. before he comes and tries to say, hey, you know, why don't you turn this, uh, this, this rock into bread? If you, you know, I know you're hungry. Right. You know, he's going to tempt you in ways that once you're weak, um, yeah, absolutely. Exploit your weaknesses. Right. He, oh yeah, well, I know you're hungry. Turn this this rock into bread, since you're the son of the only God. Mm-hmm. You know, Jesus' response is, "We're fed by God's word as well as bread." Bars. You know what I'm saying? So it's just like, man, like your Lord and sa- my point is, that your Lord and Savior. As soon as He accepted this same religion, the first thing that began to happen was temptation. Um, obviously he was able to not give in to those temptations, but just like that man, M A N, just like that man 
as soon as we accepted him in our hearts, our temptations only grew stronger um, because we now realize that we have to fight those temptations as opposed to giving into them. When we have the natural habit and the subconscious to just give into them, they don't seem as big of a deal. They seem like a regular habit. They seem like something that you just bypass in your day and it's just, you know, just continues on. Once you realize that it's not for you um, because God has a better plan for you, you mentally acknowledge that you have to start fighting these things. And as humans, the more we try to fight things, the harder they become because we're, we lack persistence. You know, it's just, it is what it is. We lack persistence and we lack discipline, but um, temptation is going to come when you're weakest and when you're strongest. So, you know, it's, it's keeping the balance, it's keeping the humble heart, um, and it's keeping God in your heart. Um, and also going back to smoke eaters, equipping yourself, um, because Jesus's rebukes to the devil were all out of God's word. Every single thing he said to the devil in response to the temptations were all out of God's word. Um, which is a direct correlation to what smoke eaters spoke on. You know, it's equip yourself with God's word so that when you are feeling weak, you can go back to that. What was the first verse? James one twenty one. his word rescues and saves. Yeah. That was how smoke eaters even started, um, you know, because just looking for those reasons. And it's like, man, like I can be just down and I can just be out. James 121, his word rescues and saves. Now I'm back in my Bible. Now I'm looking for strength and now I'm getting it. Right. Right. So it's as simple as that. It's as simple as putting out a verse reference that you know ingrained in you to tie you back. It's so small, but it fights it better than your own mental conscious can possibly fight it. It's the coincidences. It's the you're looking at them as coincidences and God is looking at them as the evidence. Um, evidence of him in your life. You know what I'm saying? We... <laughs> Ooh. Um, recent, recently, um, recently, a girl we went to high school with had posted a Devo. Um, and I'm just going to share share some of this with you because it's really good. Um, okay. <clears throat> he generally wants to send his help, or he generally waits to send his help until the time of our greatest need so that his hand will be plainly seen in our deliverance. He chooses this message so that we will not trust anything that we may see or feel as we are prone to do, but will trust solely on his word, which we may always depend on no matter our circumstance. So just remember that every time, the very time for faith to work is when our sight begins to fail, the difficulties become greater, and that's the easier for our faith to work. Because as long as we can see that our natural solutions to our problems if we can see natural solutions, if we can see a way to fix it ourselves, what what reason do we have for faith, right? So it works when our natural prospects fail. That's what faith truly is. And being able to see the perfect timing in his deliverance of this new job to me, like it, it, it's undeniable. It's absolutely undeniable. I wanted to be out before the holidays. I needed a better paying job. I'm, I've been in a financial rut. Um, I, quite frankly, really cannot stand going to my job anymore. Mm. Um, mm. And um, I, But at the same time, I need to upgrade so that I can provide more for myself and for the people that depend on me. And even in my questioning, um, the deliverance and the timing 
and the precision is just undeniable. And he waits for circumstances like this so that when he delivers you your promise, that you can realize and acknowledge that it was him all along. And then you can start to go back and backtrack all the steps you went through without realizing that he was walking right next to you the whole time. I, I honestly think that the temptation is so strong in our, in our circumstances. And yeah. I'll go as far as saying what you, what, what you were just saying, Rudy. I think sometimes God waits for, waits till we're about to drown. Yep. To get hand out the water. Yep. And it's the decision that we have to make. Okay, God's not going to let me drown. But he's going to let me go through this. And, and I, I really hate when people say that God is, you know, not getting me out of this situation. He's not making things easier for me. But, well, God never said things were supposed to be easy. Mm-hmm. He never told you that the blessing <clears throat> I'm going to give you is going to be easy. Mm-hmm. That was never written. That's never said. And why would, why would it be easy? Right. And we are so, and that's where the temptation comes in to really take it in our hands because the temptation is packaged. You know, it's, enti- it's like very enticing to step out of our faith in the relationship with God. Very, and, sorry, go ahead. No, go ahead. Uh, it's just, there's so many, and, it, and we really realize how powerful our relationship with God is when we can really stay, you know, really distance ourselves from the temptation of making, these, making a decision. Joseph, in the Bible, tossed in jail for being convicted of, of rape when he didn't do. Mm. You know how much temptation he was, he was probably going through? To really just take everything in his own hands and just not trust God. God, why am why am I in jail? Yeah. Why am I getting convicted of a rape that I did not do? It's on top of that to to tie it back to what Rudy was talking about in the beginning, the temptation of sex. You, he was he was accused of rape by by the queen. You know what I'm saying? So the queen was the was the baddest of them all, uh, the most attractive, and, and he, for one, not only did he. Um, say no, but he extremely ran away from that temptation because he's like, no, I'm not going to have sex with you. It, uh, that's that's against the law. You're you're married, uh, and he ran away from the temptation, and he still got himself in trouble. So sometimes, even when you are doing the right thing, getting away from temptation, you're still going to be thrown into um, different aspects of um, situations that you find yourself in. Like, why why am I even in this situation? And it, and it's not and it's not that. God isn't, um, like you said, Johnny, God isn't there, but he's waiting for it to be the most worst opportune time that you think you can't get yourself out of that and just say, no, I'm the God of the impossible and I can get you out of that. Um, but I kind of want to take this to a slightly different direction. Um, if you guys don't mind, the uh, it's not necessarily a, a temptation, but it's more of a, a warning for some Christians out there who don't know that... Um, the devil is crafty. Um, and one of the things that when Jesus was in the wilderness, the devil knows the Bible too. Um, something that pastor chase had talked about. Um, the devil walked Jesus up on top of the temple and he said, um, if you really are the son of God, throw yourself off of the roof of this temple and the angels will come and catch you. So you might not scuff your, um, foot on on a stone and not only understanding bible verses and how they can apply to your life 
to get you out of those temptations. You got to understand that sometimes when you speak a word over your life or you speak uh, something into your life that you think is for you, um, there are going to be people who are going to try to come and deter you off of your track. And they could easily be other Christians. The devil works in confusion. And if you feel something is for you and you've prayed on it and you see that it's coming to fruition in your life, but, uh, or not that you don't see that you feel that it's coming to fruition in your life. Uh, I just want to encourage you to keep going in that direction that even if there's other Christians or, um, people who, who don't believe in you or who don't believe in what you're praying for. I just want to encourage you to keep going in that direction that you're going. Um, your own personal relationship with God is strictly that. It's your own personal relationship with God and other people. Yes, they can have an opinion and they can have their own inputs. But at the same, at the end of the day, um, God is strictly only talking to you and um, other people. You shouldn't allow other people to. Uh, um, deter you away from how how God wants you to act in uh, in your life. So I say that to say, if you know you don't agree with what we're talking about, um, if you don't agree with what your pastor says, I I encourage you to look it up for yourself um, and to find how it matches in your life. Um, because, like I said, the devil knows the scripture too, and he will try to um, move you away from what your calling is and what your purpose is. And once you do overcome that, um, as soon as the devil realized that Jesus knew his scripture above all else, that I'm going to worship God and only God. And um, the devil fleed from him and then the angels came down and they started to uh, take care of Jesus. So just take that as an encouragement that when you do um, overcome your temptation that um, the devil thought he was going to beat you in, he's going to flee from you and, and God is going to send his angels to start taking care of you throughout uh, those 40 days that you were just starving and thirsty and, um, and tired. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, God can't work until, until you believe. Um, sometimes we want to wait. We want to wait until he does something so that we can believe. Like, okay, like, well, if you do this for me, then you are the one, so I'm going to believe. And then he doesn't do that for you specifically so that he can try you some more. Right. Um, you know what I'm saying? So believe first. Give faith first. And I know that's hard. I know that's so hard. Um, but let's, I mean, you can take that with any um, skill set, right? Oh well, I want to be a, I want to be a, a great football player. I want to be a great wrestler, basketball player, whatever. Um, you don't believe you're good until you've put the work in. Like you don't just like show up to your first day of tryouts. I'm the man. Right. I'm, you know what I'm saying? Like that doesn't happen. So you know how do we think that our, our equipment, our skill set, when it comes to our religion and our faith and our belief, how do we expect that to be a one when we haven't put the work in? Um, so, you know, for me personally, I went through six, seven weeks of prayer and about a week and a half, a week. Oh, I mean, I already had a belief, but like a week and a half, two weeks in, um, was when I started to believe, even though I, I didn't necessarily see or feel God doing anything in my life yet. Um, obviously I had the understanding that everything I have is because of him He's clothed me, he's fed me, he's sheltered me, etc. Um, so I did understand that. Um, but 
it was more of a belief like I don't need you to show me anything. I believe you're real. I know you're real. I know you're looking out for me. And once my heartstrings lined up with those words, he delivered. Yeah. It it wasn't uh God, I'm I'm struggling, man. Like I want to believe in you so bad, but you're not helping me out. Right. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like already the, starting the You're already out. starting it off on the wrong foot. Right. Um, you know, those first 20, 30 times you might not believe it, but maybe the 31st time you do. And that's the time that that's what changes everything. Yeah. Literally, that's what changes everything. Um, Persistence. Yep. And um, and and honestly, it's I don't even want to say it, but you'll see. You will see. Um, but you have to believe first. He's not going to start walking towards you until you start walking towards him because he's already there. You know what I'm saying? Like how how much closer does he need to come? Like he's already there. So. Um, I don't want to say that it's impossible for you to feel his hand in your life until you 100% believe. Um, but from my personal experience, once I started to believe without his work, his work started to multiply. Um, so just as a personal testament, um, sometimes we're tempted to want to know all. Um, but if we did, that make us God. But if we did, we wouldn't need God. Mm-hmm. Uh, just like that Devo said, if all of our problems had a natural response and solution, there would be no supernatural need. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and it's okay that we don't know all. I know we want all the answers. We're humans. That's just how we're designed. We're smart, and we want to keep growing and learning as much as we can. And you know, at the end of the day. Um, there are certain things that he doesn't want us to know. If you go into Revelations, he had John specifically skip writing certain parts of what he saw. He didn't want us to know every single detail, mm. you know? So um, you got to trust that. And that's that's the harder part, you know? It's like going into a crazy maze with a guy you've never met and just trusting that he's going to deliver you to the end of that maze because you have no experience in that. Um it's uh, it's definitely hard. It's definitely hard. But when your faith comes without his proof um, is when he'll start to show and prove for sure. For sure. Because uh, something that I found out new mm. on Tuesday, I believe, uh, Chase described it as um, your faith is attached to your free will. And that has to do with everything with how you choose God, you know, that's something that God gives us is free will. And so when you choose to put your faith in God, it's like, he's like, man, you know, that's awesome. I created you to choose whatever you wanted to choose. And you chose me, Mm -hmm. you chose me. Oh man, watch, watch the blessings that I'm about to just bestow upon you and, and watch what I do in your life. Um, Overflow. Overflow. Literally overflow. Do you not perceive it? (laughs) Mm. Mm. Man. I also want to note that, um, guys, this is take two. Uh, this is take two of temptation. We um, we had we had one that was 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 okay, um, but I've upon further just like listening to it and and trying to edit it, um, I felt uh, and I believe Rudy felt as well that um, we just needed to take another stab at it. Um, ironically, that. That's kind of like what the message was about in, in your situations in life from um, Tuesday's service was was take another look at it. Uh, if, you, if you're just something that you don't feel or something that you're not 
um, necessarily sure about, um, God's, God's prompting you to take another look at it. Um, take another look until you see the thing that God is trying to do in your life. And, and if it, like Rudy said, it's may not be the, the second or the third or the fourth or the 30th time, but it, it'll be that 31st time that'll, that'll change your life. Um, and push you into your purpose and your destiny. Take another look. Yeah. Yeah? Yeah. How are you feeling about that, Johnny? Uh, I like that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think, I think uh, that's a good point. I think when, and I think that goes with we're always on the move, right? We like to say, you know, we're grinding, we're busy, we're doing all this. But when you actually sit down and take a look at the situation, whatever it is, you know, let's say it's a job application and you're thinking it's God, relax and take a look at it for a second. Meditate on it. Just look at it. Stare at it. You will be spoken to. Yeah. If you're in the right path, you know, and you're uh, aligning, you know, you're putting yourself in a position where you're saying, God, let your will be done and not mine. Mm. And your life is right. He is going to speak through, speak to you through those situations. But don't expect God to speak to you or to move through you when, you know, our life's not right or things are in our, our path or we're, you know, we're falling into temptation. We're not trusting and putting our faith in him. So I like that. Just paying attention and really just meditating on it. Look at that situation. What is God saying through it? God, God's in the creases. God's going to really talk to you through it if you actually meditate and focus on it. To give you that direct correlation, I might as well just just talk about um, about the the experience I just had recently. Um, you know, where I was I was talking about those self help books that I was reading. You know, like a year and a half, two years ago, and um, take another look. You know, I had I had definitely when I was starting at Verizon about two years ago, maybe even a little before that. Just kind of in that time period, I had started to figure out okay, like I need to find a way to make six figures. Like that's my goal. Um, I know it's a lot, but that's my goal to try to be on pace to make by 25. I'm currently 24, November, I'll be 25 in July. So um, I haven't, I didn't say, hey God, I need six figures. I didn't ask him for that at all. Um, But um, you know, over the course of time, I kept preparing and I kept planning and This was before I found my way back, and um, I had underlined a lot of notes in those books, um, a lot of things that, um, I don't know, I don't know why I underlined certain things, I don't remember exactly what I was thinking or going through, but, you know, just a lot of lines would stick out to me, I'd underline them, move forward, go back and read it later, whatever. Um, Over the last two years, while I was at Verizon, um, I was, you know, working hard and I would say as of what, March, March earlier this year was when I kind of started to find my way back. When I went through those six weeks of prayer, I learned how to pray, a better way to pray. Um, I learned to stop trying to impress God with my words and, you know, things like that and just be humble and just talk to him, even if it's just feeling and no talking. Um, Just really going through that process was really helpful to learn for me because what I needed the most was the practice. I had the belief. I didn't have the practice. So my first thing, one of the first couple things I started to pray on, um, God, if, if Verizon is not the right place for me to be, um, then just let me know. I don't care when, I don't care how, 
um, just let me know and I'll, I'll trust you with the rest of the details but I just I just need that answer you know is this the place or is this not the place and um, in the last year I would say of those two years man a lot of just I don't want to say ugly things but just a lot of things has ha have happened um, in my work experience that have tempted me to just quit to just leave um, and because of those prayers that I had I thought, okay, this is God telling me, like, this is it. This isn't the place for me to be. I got to go. Um, but for some reason, I still stayed put um, even through those times. I mean, you know, partially and probably mostly because of the financial responsibilities that I have. I can't just quit my job and, all right, God, here you go. Here's your opportunity. You know, like, right? right? Um, do not test the Lord, the Lord, your God, right? Don't put him to the test, expecting him to deliver exactly what you want, when you want it, how you want it. Um, so that's what I did. I just said, you know what? Just give me that answer. However, whenever it's your way, I was tempted multiple times to leave and I didn't. Um, and, um, about a month ago, one of our friends, younger brothers had passed away and I don't, I don't know what it was. I was definitely humbled. I was definitely re-energized and just realized that I have so much more that I need to do um, and that I don't know how much longer I have to do that. So I need to start working now. Um, and in that light, I had uh, applied to a job um, that I think would help me um, going forward and uh, a lot. And um, it, it just kind of fits everything that I need, helps me pay for school gives me better financial funding, um, a little bit more consistency, a better work-life balance, you name it. Literally, it gives me everything that I need. Um, I applied for it because of the motivation from that first passing. Um, and in the process of the interview process, after two different interviews, two or three weeks of emails and kind of waiting time, um, my girlfriend's grandpa um, had had a brain aneurysm and he was in the hospital for about four or five days before he unfortunately passed away. Now, mind you, a week before this happened, me and my girlfriend went to her grandpa's house after I had killed the second interview for a position that I didn't even get qualified for. Um, and uh, I was just explaining to her grandpa about how I killed the interview, but I'm worried and I'm just, I want, you know what I'm saying? And I want this so bad and et cetera, et cetera. And you're just like, you're going to be all right. Like, you got it. You're going to be all right. Um, and... You know, then obviously he had his aneurysm and he was in the hospital. Now, when he was in the hospital, me and Jamal were sitting here in my room and uh, I was going through that moment of doubt that we had to overcome. And me and him together, fellowship, episode 10 is coming next. Uh, me and him together um, were able to break through the moment that I alone was having, um, you know, which just goes on to speak on how strong fellowship really is you know he was able to help me through something I was going through without having to deal with the issues that he himself is going through so anyways we break through that moment and I start to grab some of the books um out of my shelf that I was reading you know two years ago a year and a half ago um and one of them was Think and Grow Rich by Napoleon Hill um and the topic that we got pulled to in that book was persistence um where i was in a moment of just keep going just keep grinding just keep going it's going to come right so it was just persistence that was the first message i got from that the second message i opened up a book all about fear um 
and uh, I had cracked it open to a random page. I had maybe six, seven underlined lines on just that one page. I pick a certain one, and it goes as follows. It says, the fearless, in the mind of the fearless, death brings reinvigoration, therapeutic relief, and motivation. And this is something that I had read two years ago wasn't going through losing anybody, underlined these lines, and didn't reread them until I had just broken through my doubting and my questioning of God's deliverance of my promises. Um, and the whole application process was through invigoration of people passing and me realizing that I need to do more of his work. And he gave me the perfect opportunity right now to testify on his perfect deliverance, on his timing, on him talking to me when I was not listening and not delivering until I broke through the doubt in my own mind. I had to believe first before he opened that book again for me and showed me what he told me two years ago. I didn't see that until after we broke through that moment. There, that's, a, that's a very specific detail. We broke through the moment first. Yeah. We didn't, he didn't deliver the message, and then I was like, oh, wow, okay, this is perfect. Yeah. We broke through the moment, through his strength, and then he tied back lessons that he was teaching me two years ago. After, after. So, so I'm going to go back to what I said five minutes ago. He's not going to work until you believe without his work. Simple as that. Simple as that. I wanted to touch in there, but you covered it so well. You covered it so well. I mean, being being in that moment, uh, man, encouraged me so much more. Um, helping you go through that because it was it was like literally. I mean, you guys. Yeah, he skimmed over it, but I'm I'm saying when he read those words, they were so alive to him specifically and how it fit so perfectly in his life for the timing that he was in. He was sitting on the bed and he literally got up as he finished the last word. Like he couldn't contain <laughs> the himself. The book popped out of my hand. Like, like I couldn't he, even hold it. He anymore. couldn't even hold it. I, like that's how alive uh, uh, God has been in and throughout um, everything that we're doing. Like we we didn't just wake up one day and say, "Hey, we want to do a Christian podcast." Like we've literally felt God tugging us to to do things um uh, uh stepping out on faith and once we do you know then he's going to show us the the affirmations and the confirmations and all the the stuff after that but I'm telling you being in that moment like I literally felt the energy come off of him as he was reading those words and like he got up I, I think he shed a tear a little bit I went outside and started crying I couldn't, Man, I couldn't even handle it. Uh, it it's it's been crazy to see what uh God's been doing through our lives um I'm very excited for uh what COTM is going to be doing. Uh, I know we consistently have like 30, 40, 50 people who, who listen to our podcast. Um, and we've put what, 10, nine episodes out, nine episodes, nine episodes. And, 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 and just to question this for both of you guys, how much more did he start delivering after we started this without even like, oh, without even thinking, without even questioning, you know, like I, I try to think about it from my perspective as, as selfish as that is like, I keep just trying to think like, man, I had no business starting this. You know, I had no business being a part of this because I didn't know my word. I wasn't practicing consistently. Yeah, I was. And that kind of went into the starting of this. But, you know, you don't usually have people that are 
I don't want to say inexperienced, but that haven't been practicing for as long that get into things like this. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, surely enough, after we started it without fear, without hesitation, he just began to deliver, 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 deliver. Now, on the same token, the pastor we went as soon as we went to FCC, our pastor said, you do not have to be a pastor to share this good word. Mm-hmm. It is your entitlement to share the good word, regardless of what title you have. So that took away my hesitation, my fear, my insecurity of not necessarily knowing 100% what I'm talking about, but knowing 100% what I'm feeling and going through. Mm. And um, that has literally delivered itself in a million fold, um, even though there's still times where we stop and think like, damn, we're really doing this. You know what I'm saying? Like, damn, this is really kind of coming out of us. you know, and uh, us just diving into that without the fear, without the temptation, without the hesitation. And now look at all the deliverance that's coming from it. You know, I, I had fears like I'm putting these things out, but when am I going to get a response that I can speak on to show people that even though we're going through it live in front of them, that he is still delivering? Yeah, It's not a we'll see. It's it's coming. Right. right? And starting to believe like just it's cultivating right now. In this very moment, I'm just believing even more. Right. It's just coming, even if it's not showing in this episode, even if it didn't show in the last episode. Uh, we said we wanted to change and we wanted to break habits. I'm still eating fast food. You know what I'm saying? Like, I haven't been able to break through that yet, but he's still delivering, right. you know, because uh, we're still trying and we're still putting it out there. So, persistence, keep going. So, yeah. Two uh, two things, uh, man. You guys are about to start getting me pumped up. Here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so, so so two things. Um, yeah, yeah, Rudy, right? What you said and Jamal with everything, you know, what you said before the phone call, everything that's falling through um, that you that you were wanting. It's crazy how when we just step out in faith and we say we pretty much just give it to God. Like Rudy said, we had no idea what this would be. But we are deciding to make the we made the decision to allow God's will to be done and look at what he does. He asked for just just he, t- he tells us to just make a decision and just watch what he does with it. I had no I have no business writing a book. <laughs> no business. Right? No business. But I'm doing it. Yeah. Rudy, we all of us feel like we have no business doing this podcast, but we're doing it. Right. It's like, God, what are you doing with me? you couldn't let me be an inspiration through sports or something like right right right. (laughs) fun fun, our world's just around and uh what you said about how lauren you said lauren um you know she's never heard god's voice and i was kind of her grandma grandma, her grandma grandma, i'm sorry her grandma i was going through this um a couple weeks ago and, I, and I, I've heard it, I felt it in my spirit before, but I was really just laying there meditating, you know, about all the stuff, you know, I really want to accomplish. I'm in the process of it. And I'm sitting there looking for God to speak to me, right? You know, I'm like, God, okay, maybe he's going to, you know, he's going to speak a few words to me, blah, blah, whatever. One word pounds me. It, just, it straight, it hits me in my chest so hard. Believe. That's it. Straight up. Believe. Literally, that word was hitting my heart. 10 to 20 times throughout the day it was believe 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 and now that i'm actually doing that i'm seeing things line up that i had no that like i said i had no business stepping in stepping into like it's ridiculous when we believe and we give god everything we have 
Yeah, we're going to succeed with our lives. Like, it's ridiculous. Since, and I, huh? Uh, go ahead, finish up. Go ahead. No, I, 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 I'm stuttering right now because I'm... <laughs> <'cause> I'm <laughs> no, it, it's good. What you just brought up, um, I, I know I said earlier in the in this recording that um, I had wrote something and uh, I hadn't planned on sharing it, um, but then Rudy brought it up about not hearing, uh, or about Lauren's grandma not hearing uh, God's voice, and then you just brought it up again, so I guess I'm going to read it. Um, it had to do with something that I was kind of going through uh, a few months ago of just like, man, like looking, like you said, you know, God, where you at? Um, just trying to figure out what he was trying to do in our lives and trying to listen for God. And, and that's not the way I heard God, but let me just read this. Um, as I'm sitting in this Epsom salt bath, recovering from this week's grind and work, God spoke to me, not in a loud voice, but through the very circumstance I was literally sitting in. Although it wasn't a loud voice, the thought I had was loud and clear. Turns out I made the water too hot for me to comfortably sit in. I'm trying to stay focused on my reading for the day, Romans 5.5. This hope does not disappoint because God's love has been poured out in our hearts through the Holy Spirit who was given to us. But I'm sweating and I'm burning up and I can't take it any longer. So I reach over to the gallon of cold water that I have to drink. Didn't stop the heat, though. It wasn't until I poured the cold water on my head and down my neck that the heat no longer bothered me. Why? Because I was covered. The heat in the room didn't change. It wasn't the temperature that went down. But what changed was how I viewed getting through the struggle of the heat. It's not by our will that we get through troubling times, but by the grace of God who we are covered by his blood. He has already won the battle. Ask him for his covering each day and watch what he will do through the faith that you uh, through the faith that you're trying to step forward in what he wants to do in your life. I said I read that to really just kind of say that if you're going through a troubling time, God's probably trying to change your perspective on how to get through it. I know we mentioned it earlier. It's not by our own will, but it's by what God is trying to do with getting you through and showing his own glory in how you got through it. Those who are first are last and those who are last are first. Um, he gave you free will to make your own decision. But when you take that free will and give it back to him, um, mm. Yeah, Amazing. that's, um, I'll, I'll, I'll go this far and say this, those struggles and those troubling times and those adversities that you're going through, I see them as reassurance, reassurances, reassurance, yeah. honestly, that's, that's God telling you something, something's really about to pop off in your life. Continue mm -hmm. trusting me and believing me. You're going through this for a reason. I'm going to pull you out when I think it's time, not when we think it's time, when he thinks it's time. And we're going to be, we're really going to take off into our next dimension when we really persevere through what we need to go through in a trying situation. Consider it pure joy. Mm. Last temptation. Uh, temptation to compare. Um, oh. I kind of went through a little bit moment, a, a little moment of guilt um, because I just personally feel like God has been talking to me loudly loudly and um often and 
up to date so far has been with pretty quick responses. Um, outside of that moment that I was just sharing that took, you know, a couple of years of processing, yes, but once I started to talk to him, his responses were rapid and in multiples more than I could really handle. Now, on the same token of that, people have obviously devoted their entire lives to God and to Christ, and I'm sure there's plenty of them that feel they've never heard God's voice or never got that response that they were looking for. Now, I can't speak on... I can't speak on that because I don't know how they prayed. I don't know what they believe. I don't know how they believe. Um, I just know, you know, from my own circumstance that my deliverance has been as big or as small as my faith. Um, When I had no faith, I had no deliverance. When I had infinite faith, I had infinite deliverance. Now, on the same token, the deliverance of those blessings, we often want to compare. Oh, well... You know, this person got this job and is now making this much. And I just got like, you know, like I just went through a surgery and was fine. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like the comparison of like our physical human things in form of like blessings. No, the blessing is not the physical, tangible thing that he gave you. The blessing is the idea, the acknowledgement, the thought and the manifestation of the ability to be able to do that. So how can we even compare or put a dollar sign or put some kind of, how can we even put his blessing in a box and wrap it? You know, like we can't. So don't compare, you know, you just, you hearing God's voice is such a big blessing. Even if he didn't physically give you anything, you hearing that is enough for you to go manifest all the things that you need to do. So that's infinitely priced. So just because you gave your neighbor a new house and a new car, Like, that doesn't mean that he gave them more than he gave you. Right. So stop comparing. We're all on our own journey. We all need our own relationship with God. So don't look at somebody else's relationship and think that you need that or that you want that. Yeah, you might want that because it looks great. It might, you know, it might look real promising, but... Because you have your own one-of-one relationship with him, he has his own blessing, story, and walk, and faith for you. Um, so if you want what somebody else has, like you would have, you're basically just telling him, why didn't you just make me that person? Yeah. Um, he made you you for a reason, and the crazy part is that the person that you want to be can't even be you, but you'd rather be them. Yeah. You know, like yeah. <laughs> what? Yeah. You have your own. You have your own possibilities, like. Just just ride your own thing out, you know. It's okay if you don't have it figured out yet. We don't have it figured out yet. We're doing this, and we don't know what's going to come next, right. you know. So how does that make you any different? Don't worry about it. Don't stress about it. Believe so that he can work. Um, and you'll see that he was working this whole time, and you didn't even realize it. So I think so, social media uh, has a huge part of that, and I'm not just going to blame it on that, but we— yeah. We, 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 we go down the Instagram page and we see people um, living life, supposedly, right? Yeah. Make money, you know, driving cars, whatever it is. You know, living you're, you're my best your, life. Yep, you're seeing your friend live a life that you want. Like, st- who cares? You know, you're, you guys are on totally different pages. First of all, you don't even know if that's God's blessings. And you don't even know if they're stepping in God's purpose. And if they are, Rudy, like you said, it doesn't matter. God works with people at different times. Your time is going to come. Just believe. Don't worry about what you're seeing in, a, in, in anybody else's life because that's not your life. 
That's not your destiny. That's that person's destiny. So don't worry about it. All that time, all that time we spend worrying about someone else, we can be we can be preparing and working on our dreams and our destiny. But we want to sit there and compare ourselves to other people and then complain to God about it. Right. And, and not only that, I think it sets us back worrying oh, yeah, about other sure. people. Yeah. yeah, yeah, it does. Um, I think that brings jealousy and um, just envy, uh, being envy. And that's, you know, that's not really working for us at the moment. You know, that's that's not going to do anything for us on our journeys. Um, and, you know, so let's take that into, I just got to take that into like two more examples, right? Let's Same topic. Let it roll. Let it roll. So let us roll. three specifically have each had our own financial difficulties, whether now, whether in high school, like I'm, I, we all went to a private high school. Um, I myself um, had uh, scholarship funding, financial funding to be able to go there. Um, you know, so I'm driving in this beat up old minivan that can barely make it up the hill and some guys racing past me in a Maserati, Mm -hmm. right? Like, you know, so there's instantly a huge difference. Mm -hmm. Now, on the same time, we have, um, we know many people, um, that are financially already taken care of for probably the rest of their lives that we went to school with. Right. Um, and, uh, it can be easy to compare and say, man, like, I wish like my mom had all the money in the world to give me whatever I wanted. Right. Um, now, on the same token, we take that verse that we read in Smoke Eaters, which is he takes those that appear poor to the world to inherit the riches of his kingdom. Um, so you might not have all the money right now. Your friends might have all the money right now, um, but that's not your concern. He has his own riches and abundance for you. Uh, he gave them monetary things because they might need that to just be OK, um, but they might not be rich of heart. Right. So they might have a big pocket, but do they have a big heart? That's that's the question. Uh, James 1, 9, uh, the poor have something to boast about, for God has honored them. And those who are rich should boast that God has humbled them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 Um, Swag. Yeah. You know, so stop comparing. No. Especially when it comes to monetary things, you know. Yeah. Um, Never know that those those people who you think have the all all the money in the world like if you don't have uh peace in your life and you don't have the the necessary things to keep you going through your life there's rich people who freaking blow their brains out all the time or overdose on drugs why because they're not happy internally there's things that are going on that um that you can't really show on social media um that acknowledgement of that void sometimes there's two voids right there's two voids and one of them is our selfish human void Mm -hmm. the other one is the supernatural void uh the supernatural void is always going to be there um the human void may or may not be there depending on what we do and sometimes we interpret fulfilling the human void with fulfilling the supernatural void um and we we think that that us being satisfied and emotionally okay is gonna fill that void and it's not even if we are satisfied and emotionally okay there's still that supernatural void that needs to be filled so don't fill the supernatural void with the human thing uh it's not gonna do it and it's not gonna be enough no matter how many drugs you do no matter how many you know drinks you have no matter how many monetary things you have it's never gonna fill up the supernatural void so make sure you're filling up both um but mind you the supernatural one that void um fills both the supernatural and the human void so the human void cannot do that but the supernatural one can um so yeah Mm temptation everybody Mm. um so i guess just to wrap us up in a little prayer um dear god i thank you for this day 
Um, I thank you for uh, your deliverance and your timing, your perfection. I thank you for the temptation. I thank you that we do not have a high priest. Instead, we have a man that was tempted in all the ways that we were tempted and used your word to fight that. Um, and the devil literally fleed from him, Lord. So I pray that all the people listening to this, I pray that the three gentlemen speaking this, I pray that they can continue to believe in your word, even when they do or do not see the deliverance in front of them. Uh, I pray that we can keep the faith and we can gradually work at breaking down some of these temptations. We're only tempted because of what we think we want and what we think we know, Lord. So put that knowledge in us, overflow in us, let the cup runneth over, um, and allow these people to believe in, even if they haven't seen your work yet, um, so that they can start to realize that your work has been in front of them the entire time. Uh, so thank you for your trials. I thank you for everything that you've put us three personally through to get us to this point. Um, it doesn't make sense, but it's just perfect in your way. And, um, I just, I just love you for that. So, um, a simple thank you. Thank you is all we need. Some gratitude. Um, we don't deserve it, but we're glad that you've put it in our lives. Um, with great power comes great responsibility and favor ain't fair sometimes, but, um, we got to deliver on the favors that we've been given. So in your name, we pray. Amen. Amen. Yeah. Like that. Yeah. Uh,